Hi. Diving into the honesty box. It might be a strange answer. Might be a strange name for a podcast, but I really felt like it was time that we had a platform where somebody who was living with somebody or supporting someone with an addiction could really delve into the nitty-gritty, the truth of the matter and and say it has it how it is, just be really raw and really open and not pretend that anyone has the answers because let's face it, everyone has their own answer. Nobody can tell anyone else how to live this life or how to behave when you have something going on in your life that you really don't know which way is up sometimes. But just to be really honest and open with each other and be able to share what we actually go through and to know that you're not alone. You know, this last 12 months with COVID and everything and with being isolated and locked down and everything seems to be virtual now. Everything's online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, podcasting, YouTube. We, it, it, it seems strange, but it's a way that we can connect with others and share with others even though we can't see them and be with them. And I really think at this time, probably more than ever, we have to be brutally honest and say, like, we still need the support and help of others, especially when we're going through stuff like living with or supporting someone with a chronic addiction. I always liken it to being a hostage. You know, someone takes you hostage and you're, you're trapped in their world and there's no way you can get out or you think there's no way you can get out. That's what it's like, I believe, in my experience, living with someone with a chronic addiction. All of a sudden, the life trajectory that you have, the path that you think you're going to take, is completely sideswiped by this unpredictable thing that just happens in your family. And you have to change course. You have to change direction because all of a sudden, all your decisions are being made based around somebody else. And that somebody else is being governed by this dreadful addiction and all of a sudden the person that you thought you knew, the person that you loved, the person that you still love and that you can still see in the flesh just isn't there anymore, not the real person. The addict has taken over. I listened to a young woman the other day and she explained it's so perfectly she she was talking about how she communicated with the person in her life was who an addict and and how she spoke to the person and the addict in the separate person and I thought wow that was so powerful and so moving I mean she had me in tears within the first 10 minutes because that's exactly right you you can see the person but their response and who they are is is blurred it's not really them well this story started off for me 15 years ago when my 16 year old son at the time his best friend was tragically killed he was hit by a motorbike when he was crossing a busy highway in a large regional city in New South Wales Australia and I watched my son's life completely locked down from that moment. I remember watching him as the news came through that he didn't make it. And I was expecting probably an outburst of rage or emotion or tears or something. 
But instead, I just saw a boy that completely locked down. He, 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 he didn't know how to process the degree of pain and he just completely locked down. And all of a sudden, he just glazed over and you could see his, you could actually see his heart harden in that split second. And it didn't matter what we did as a family. It didn't matter how we tried to reach him. It didn't matter how many videos we watched it or how many tubs of KFC we ate or how much time we just sat with him. It was like we were just sitting next to a stone. He wouldn't talk about it. He wouldn't grieve. He didn't go through the grieving process. He just locked up. And as you can imagine, anyone who has locked up that amount of pain eventually will want to self-medicate because you can't endure life with that amount of pain we're not meant to we're supposed to process it and go through the emotions of of dealing with it and coming to terms with it and the pain obviously never goes away but we learn to live with it but he just locked down anyway he eventually got into using high-level drugs, very destructive drugs, heroin, in fact, and we're still injecting it. And then his life skyrocketed because when you do a drug like that that's very expensive, you often become involved with other people that also rule your life. So you're not only dealing with the addiction, but you're dealing with the people that you have to deal with to get the source of your addiction. And this led to lots and lots of dysfunction, so much that I don't even want to even explain it because even some of it I can't even explain. But he got into the dealing and owing people money and so he was hunted out of town basically and had to we had to relocate him in a very quick time frame and his whole life just got turned upside down. Now, as anybody knows, if you're a mother, you, you give birth to this beautiful little baby and you do everything in your power to protect it, to look after it and to make sure that it gets the best of everything, the best of food, it's warm, it's clean, it's, it's looked after, you know where they are, you, 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 you scrape them off when they fall over on their bike and you put a band-aid on their, on their carts and you kiss their bruises. And all of a sudden, you have this this teenager. They're still they're not an adult, but they're not a child. And you can see them destroying your life. But you're the last person in the world that they want to communicate with. You're the last person in the world that they want to listen to. And so they go off on their own little merry way. And you, as a parent, have to sit and watch. That comes as a big shock I think to me it did anyway if I'm truthfully honest that all of a sudden and this is an awful word the word control but all of a sudden the control you thought you had over that person's life has gone and you can watch them going towards the end of a cliff but you can't stop them from going over the edge and I think that's the hardest part and the worst part of all is you can see where they're going and you can watch them and you, you want to stop them, but you just can't. And so this was my story. This was 
this was what happened and all of a sudden my life was going in a completely different direction. I was completely consumed with this son of mine and his dysfunctional lifestyle. The pain and the suffering that I could see him going through, the destructive choices that he was making, his life spiraling out of control, the control the drugs had on his life and now the control that the drug dealers had over him as well. And it was just this bang, bang, bang. It was just a continual something new, something new, something new. And it happened so quickly. You, you don't have time to process the last thing and you're already into the next thing and you're trying to process that and you go, oh my God, where do I go? What do I do? And it's, it, we're talking about the grief process before with my son when he lost his best friend and I liken living with or supporting someone with a chronic addiction for the family members or the people around close by it is a grieving process because the first part of that is like complete and utter denial or well, it was for me I I saw the signs I I saw the deterioration in his behavior I saw the deterioration in his mental state I saw the deterioration in his physical um his appearance, how he, his lack of hygiene, his, his lack of caring about how he looked. I saw him go from a very functioning young man that held down very responsible positions. He was a chef. He managed other people's businesses. He was very astute and had dreams and visions and was really had the, he was an artist and a musician, had so much potential and all that potential just, went into a waste paper basket somewhere and here we are as a family trying to make sense of this I can't tell you how destructive it was not only for his life and his girlfriend's life but also for my husband and my life and his brother other brothers he has three stepbrothers and one half brother and even though it didn't affect all of them the same way and some hardly at all, the ones that were still at home, it affected massively. And my husband and I, of course, it, it has to affect a marriage relationship because all of a sudden your focus is not on one thing or your household and your husband. Even though your son might not live with you or the loved one you have may not live with you who's dealing with the addiction, you're somehow part of you is always there I can't explain it maybe it was just me but I always felt that there was part of me that was always thinking and outliving where he was what he was doing is he all right you know that sort of thing and that's not a healthy way to live it's not a easy way for anybody to live and this was the lifestyle that we were living in Anyway, I wanted to start this podcast, I wanted to start this conversation because I know from my travels and just speaking to other people in the street and to my experience with my um, work and my friends and my colleagues that this is not an uncommon thing. So many families are affected by this dreaded, dreaded thing, drug addiction alcohol addiction doesn't matter what addiction chronic addiction is chronic addiction it doesn't matter the poison 
it's destructive, it's sinister, it creeps up on you and it consumes everything about you and it can take you, a normal functioning human being, and just take your life down a path that you you feel, and I use the word feel because of course everyone has choices, but you feel at the time that you're out of control and that you're drowning and that you're in um, a nightmare that you just can't wake up from. Now I know psychologically speaking and personal development speaking, I am old enough to know that everyone has choices and I had choices to make at that time too, but I can't pretend that those choices came easy. I can't pretend that they came automatically and I can't pretend that it was just something that I could just switch on my brain and say right now this is your life and this is the time that you have to make the choices for you because that was not how it was. It was hard and it took a long long time and I probably if I'm honest would say I'm probably not 100% there yet myself but I came to realize that there's only one thing that I'm responsible for. There's only one thing that I'm in control of and that is my response and my reaction to the things that happen to me and the choices that I decide to make. Now, that sounds lovely and beautiful when you say it so eloquently, but you know what? Outliving it is a completely different thing and I've got to say it is not an easy thing to come to terms with. So... I guess what I'm trying to do with this podcast is say it doesn't matter whether you're somebody who's just finding out that somebody you love or someone that you're living with or someone that you need to support has a chronic addiction or whether you're years into it, months into it or even decades into it. We need to have a conversation about us because it's not all about them. Yes, we might live as if every single decision we make and every single waking day surrounds something to do with them because, let's face it, they, they, they manipulate and entwine us and somehow we seem to be ensnared in this, this thing and we, we feel like we don't have any choice in it. We're just dragged into it, especially if you're living with it as a, as a spouse. If, if you're a wife or a husband of someone with a chronic addiction, that's a whole different level altogether because you're living day to day. You, you've got this person that's supposed to be your other half, that you're supposed to share all the responsibilities, you're supposed to enjoy life with, you're supposed to you know, be planning for the future, um, having children, planning your holidays, planning your savings, but you have this other creature that shows up and you lose that person that you married you lose that person that you have a relationship with and all of a sudden you only have this shell of a person the addict who's in the body of the person that you love but has a completely different mindset so this type of conversation isn't an easy one to have but I think it's a really necessary one to have because we're not islands. We can't do this on our own. It eats us away. It's like the water going over the rocks. It just pits us. It, it smooths us. And, it, and, and that's the thing, I guess. It can either 
smooth out the roughage and make us a beautiful stone worth skimming through life or it can take us and it can ground us and it can grind us into sand. I have held on to the fact and I'm, I'm blessed to have a faith and really without that I would never be here right now. I really don't believe that I could have endured the overdoses, the dying on our bathroom floor and being brought back to life, the disappearing and not knowing where they are for days on end, the, the, the knowing that he's been tracked down, all the things that we've endured over the last 10, 15 years, I couldn't have done that without my faith, that I didn't believe that someone else was watching over him when I couldn't, that there was a purpose and plan for him, that even though he was choosing one path, that there would be an intersection that he would come to one day where he would choose. And you know, we're still waiting for that intersection to come. But I never lose faith and I never lose hope that that intersection is going to come. We've, we've been on the tide and we've, we've ridden the wave of utter confusion and heartache and pain. And we seem to be on the levelling field right now. But who knows? We, we live day by day, don't we, when we're living with someone with a chronic addiction because... It just depends when that addiction starts to scream out and takes control. And we know that it's their choice. We know that they're the only ones that can choose to get well. And I think that's the hardest part for someone who really loves somebody who's dealing with a chronic addiction is the fact that we have to sit back and realise it's their choice. When even when I say those words, they don't ring true in my own heart, but it is true. Even if it's through the most diverse and sinister mental torment or pain or illness, it still remains their choice. And you know what? At the end of the day, that dash in between our birthday and the day of our death, that's what we're in control of. And we're not in control of that dash, but... What we do with that dash, that's what we're in control of. What we do for our life, that's what we're in control of. Are we going to remain a hostage? If we see a white flag, if we see an open door, if we see a way of escape, if we see a way to hold on to faith and not to let the situation consume us and overtake us and grind us into sand, but we just let the waters run over us and we become a smooth stone ready to skim through life, that's our choice. That's the only choice we have. Is what are we going to do with this situation? Are we going to make it our launching pad? Or our destructive pad? We, we choose. Is it going to destroy us? Or is it going to catapult us in the future? And I guess that's one of the reasons why I really, really felt so strongly about doing this podcast. Is because... It has to make a difference. Going through these last 15 years has to make a difference for someone else. It's not just about me. It's not just about what's happening in my life. But there's other people that are going through exactly the same thing. And you know, if there's one little bit of stuff that I can say or that you can hear that just gives you the courage to go on and fight another day, that you decide that you're not going to let the waves of life 
destroy and crush you and take you into sand, but you're going to let it just smooth over the rough edges and you're going to become that beautiful skimming stone that launches into your life. We can love somebody with an addiction, but we have to remain stable in our mind the fact that this is separate from us. We have to separate the fact that we love someone with a chronic addiction but that we still have a life to live. And it's that separation between their choice and our choice that's one of the hardest things that we can do. I hope that there's just one little snippet that you can take away today that might just help you through the next day, the next week, the next month. Until we meet again, stay strong and remember, Try to make the, let the waves make you a smooth stone for skimming through life, not crash you into sand. Look forward to talking soon.